Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Then go over to morbidlybeautiful.com as we are now part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. Attention all campers! The All-American Spook Show welcomes you to enroll in Camp Spook Show this summer. We have activities for all ages, including archery, canoeing, swimming, and running for your lives. Hello and welcome to another edition of the All-American Spook Show Podcast. I'm Josh and I'm joined here with Will, Donnie, and the Professor Smoke. We are here to start Camp Spook Show. We've been talking about it for like the last month or so uh, on Deadline Horror News and all the various other things that we send out. Um, But we're finally here. And uh, we begin with Will's choice. And, uh, you know, in the rotation, he had to pick a newer one. So what have you brought to us today, Will? I'm ashamed to say I brought you. You might be the killer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well we'll get into that i'm sure but this is a first time watch for all of us right i believe none of us had seen this before correct not mm. not for me yeah this came out in 2018 and honestly i don't even know if i'd even heard of it but i think it was like something you know we'll get into the ins and outs of when it was released but i, I do believe it might have actually debuted on television although i couldn't find exactly where Isn't this a sci-fi movie so I'm well i mean pop, as pop we there, as we speak and as of the recording of this podcast you can watch it via sci-fi and it may have been but i'm not sure if it was something that you know originally debuted on sci-fi or not because it did play on shutter but either way i guess uh you know before we get into it if you want to reach us at all the normal places you can contact us by email by allamericanspookshow at gmail.com. You can go to the link tree link down in the show notes there. Um, that, that will uh, let you go anywhere you want to go as far as all of our socials and all the other ways to get our podcasts and everything. But we also uh, are over on the Slasher app. Um, we have a YouTube page, of course. Every Wednesday we have Deadline Horror News Live at 9 p.m. East um, with, with the occasional uh, special that we throw out there if we're not able to do the live stream. We've done that a few times here lately, but... Uh, just letting you know, even if it's that, every Wednesday night at 9 p.m., there's something new going on over on our YouTube channel. Uh, of course, we have a Tee Public page where we have logoed merchandise. Uh, and, of course, uh, we want to direct you over to our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash Show. We encourage you to become a patron. Uh, you get early access to episodes, um, all at ver- various levels. I mean, we have a le- literally a level, you know, like at a dollar. But, you know, the $3 levels and $5 levels on up are the ones where, you know, you get more bonus content, uh, specifically at the $5 level, because that's where you get the early access to pod, uh, podcasts. You get uh, bonus videos, or I should say bonus podcasts every month, including like Spook Show Rewinds, Crapster Peace Theaters, uh, which we just recently did, No Holds Barred. So that's over there right now. If you have uh, if you want to hear us wax poetic on uh, Hulk Hogan's <laughs> classic <laughs> No Holds Barred. Patreon is the place to be. So, uh, and uh, if you we'll, smell the, the spook show, yeah, and we'll have a new uh, bowl of shit stew this month. So, and that will be Camp Spook Show related because everything from this point forward for the next, you know, say give or take two months, 
maybe a little over two months, will all be summer camp related, regardless of whether it's Cult Corner, Crapster Peace Theater, uh, Cannon Fodder, Spook Show Spotlights, everything that we do, it will all be mm-hmm. summer camp related. So that's that's the whole gimmick behind Camp Spook Show. And this is where we be, we decided to begin, or I should say this is where Will decided that we begin, is you might be the killer from 2018. So um, before we dig into it, I'll go ahead and toss up the trailer. Being responsible for an entire summer camp? Nature is our nature. Ah! What could possibly go wrong? Everything started out so great, and now there's this crazed killer roaming the campground. Wait, really? Everyone is dead. I mean, that sometimes happens. Especially the camp counselors. Like, is it an old camper back for blood? How do you know that? How does knowing who it is help me not die? Figuring out what they want can help you not die. Smart. Sam? I hate to ask you this, but are you sure you're not the killer? All right, so there you go. That's the trailer for that. So I guess we'll, you know, before we, uh, 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 you know, get into the uh, little bit of plot synopsis and a little roundtable discussion, I'll throw out some of the background information that I found on it. Did you know that this movie actually had another alternate title? Yeah, every once in a while, we find a, a decent half, you know, halfway decent alternate title uh, to these movies. Mm. But this one that I, I found, this one that I found had an alternate title of Scary Camp. Uh, apparently, that was the <laughs> uh, the French title. They just called it Scary Camp, but. <laughs> Uh, which, I, which I guess, you know, it's an apt description, right? And <laughs> here you go. Scary. It's at a summer camp. Um, but it debuted September 21st, 2018 at Fantastic Fest. Uh, sometime after that, I, I believe it was in the month of October of 2018, it made its television premiere, but I couldn't find exactly where, like I said earlier. So, I, you know, it was around that time period. But then by December of 2018, December 6th to be exact, it debuted on Shudder. I'm not sure how long it was there, but it's currently, as we're recording, that it's not there anymore. Uh, about the only way you could uh, watch this now is like a video on demand, um, you know, renting it or buying it. And um, I believe it was available on Sci-Fi, right? On Sci-Fi's website, mm-hmm. if you have a way to access, you know, Sci-Fi, I guess if you have like a cable subscription or something like that, you can watch it. Uh, but otherwise, there were a couple hoops you had to jump through, but so because it's no longer on Shutter. But on February 5th, 2019, so well, about two months after it was on Shutter, it did release on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, it was produced by Curmudgeon Films, Vital Signs Entertainment, and distributed by Screen Media Ventures. Uh, this film is not rated because, you know, I guess, you know, since it never got a theatrical release, it was not rated. Uh, total runtime is one hour and 32 minutes. Over on IMDb, it's listed as a comedy slash horror slash mystery. Best I could find, it was done for a budget of about $1.3 million. And it was filmed May 
around May or start, I should say at least started filming May of 2018. So it was a pretty quick turnaround, really. I mean, like starts filming around May of 2018 and then it's made its debut September 21st at Fantastic Fest that same year. So mm. although I'm sure there's not a massive amount of, uh, you know, post-production in a movie like this, it's just, you know, people running around at a summer camp dying so you know probably the credits and shit took them longer to do than, you know in post than uh, any of the shit that they did on screen the camp scenes were filmed at camp bonton in brobidge uh, brobidge bro bridge louisiana the store scenes you know where uh chuck his friend chuck in the in the film was uh that was filmed at a, a comic book and hobby store in lafayette louisiana called dot 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 and books too that was the name of the store uh, although they changed it for uh, whatever the hell they had changed it to. It was something good. What was it? I'm blanking. Rings of Saturn. Saturn. Yeah, Rings of Saturn. Rings. Yeah. <laughs> so for whatever reason, I don't know why they wouldn't just keep the real name of the store, but I guess they wanted to get clever, right? Uh, the concept of the movie originated uh, from two writers going back and forth in a Twitter uh, a thread. <laughs> Sam Sykes, who was an author, and Chunk Wendig, who is... An author. He, now, he most famously wrote the uh, Star Wars Aftermath trilogy, and he's wrote a bunch of comics and stuff, too. So I'd actually heard of this guy. Um, Will, I think you read those uh, Star Wars Aftermath books, right? Or listened yeah, to them? I read all three of those. Yeah, they're, they're, they were pretty good. I liked them. So basically, the original concept of it originated there, and then it ended up being, you know, formulated into this movie that we watched by Thomas B. Vital, who would be best be known as the producer of Animal, Rise of the Zombies, and a shit ton of sci-fi movies. Um, also written by Brett Simmons and Covis Berzon. Um, they didn't really have too many other credits. Uh, so Vital pretty much was the one that, you know, I'm assuming took the lead on writing this. The movie stars Fran Kranz as Sam. Uh, he would best be known as, uh, you know, or from The Cabin in the Woods, uh, that horrible uh, Stephen King adaptation of The Dark Tower and uh, The Village, among many other things. He's actually uh, uh, has a directing credit as well. It stars roughly, I guess you could arguably say this is the biggest star of the movie, really. Allison Hannigan is Chuck. This is uh, Sam's yeah. best friend that works at the, uh, at the comic book shop. Uh, she would best be known from her time on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know, back from the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, Amer uh, of course, the American Pie movies, what, the first two or three? How many of those they made with that, that you know, core cast from the first one? Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, you had a good run in that CBS sitcom, How I Met Your Mother. Um, so, like I said, arguably the biggest star from this movie. Uh, Brittany S. Hall as Amani. Uh, she would best be known from that HBO show with The Rock called Ballers. Uh, Jenna Harvey as Jamie. Uh, she was in an episode... <laughs> She literally, this is literally only her, she has three credits to her name. She was in an episode of the show called The First, and then a movie called Voices. So that's it. And, and, and this, of course. Um, so I'm sure, you know, maybe eventually you'll see her more and more things. But as of right now, this is pretty much it. Uh, and then randomly, Keith David is Sheriff James in this movie, but you only hear his voice. Yeah. Which is weird that you would get someone with the horror um, and cult movie you know, background as Keith David and then only just put him in as a random voice towards the end of the movie, right? Because I, I think that's the only time you hear or, or was there another time in the movie where you heard it and I just forgot about it? Anybody remember? Or that's, remember? That, I think that's it. Uh, just right at the very end, you just hear his voice because yeah. when, whenever they mention, you know, talking to the sheriff, you never hear his voice previously. Yeah. So like, it's just random that they would get him to do yeah. the, to do it and not be on screen, right? At least 
for a minute. Um, but he he is. Yeah, I think uh, the joke was. I'm sorry. Through the rest of the, through the previous part of the movie, uh, he had to leave a message every time. Yeah. So he finally called back, and then that was at the end of the movie. Okay, but still, Keith David to do this like <laughs> it could have been any random Joe. Like, I guess it's a nice nod to have a guy like this in it, but still, like. You would think if you got him to be in it, to agree to be in it, let's at least put him on screen for a minute, you know, because <laughs> then at least you can, uh, you know, if if uh, if you're selling some DVD or Blu-ray, you can slap his face on it. Like, oh, Keith David's in this. Okay, I might give it a shot, you know, otherwise. Mm. Um, but I guess they were uh, leaning on Allison Hannigan to sell it, you know, as, as opposed to him. So, Because um, let's face it, if you see, I mean, the poster's not a horrible poster, the one that I saw. But if you see it, like, obviously, oh, yes, that chick from American Pie or, you know, whatever, you're, yeah. or Buffy or whatever, you know, that that's where your eyes are going to go to, probably. Uh, not that other dude, you know, the main guy, Fran Kranz. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but anyways, Keith David would best be known from uh, John Carpenter classics such as They Live, The Thing. Uh, he was in that Spawn animated series that came on uh, HBO, I think, like, in the late 90s. Uh, he was one of the voices in that. So yeah. tons and tons and tons. I mean... I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but I think the dude had like 200, 300 something credits, acting credits on IMDb. So lots of, lots of things. So if it weren't for the fact that, you know, he, he didn't have a role on screen, I'd say he was the biggest star in this movie, but can you really count it? You know, if he's just a voice on the fucking phone, you know, but whatever. Was there any other thing you guys wanted to point out before we, before we uh, take our deep dive into it here? The only thing I found was, um, Allison Hannigan uh, shot her scenes in two days. <laughs> and then she was done. Um, well, I mean, and I can believe also, it just, you know, based on the way, it, like she literally never left the comic book shop, you know, spoiler alert. Yeah. So, you know, I can also, believe it only uh, took a couple of days. To your point about uh, Keith David, uh, he's got 348 acting credits on uh, IMDb. Yeah. I knew it was, I, I remember seeing <laughs> that it was a shit ton when I pulled that up. But yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's quite a lot. Yeah. So highly recognizable phase. If, uh, yeah. Yeah, there was uh, a lot of, well, I don't know if we'll, I can mention it now, but once we get into it and we talk about the character names, there was a lot of nods to mm. existing you know, horror movies and things. Yeah, such that, as yeah. that's there for sure. Name Nancy, Nightmare on Elm Street, and et cetera, et cetera. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Is, yeah, Jamie. And uh, there was another one that was, uh, well, there was a character named Nancy and a character named Heather. So Heather Lincoln played Nancy. In Nightmare on Elm Street, so there was there's a lot of little uh, nods like that. In here. And then there's Nancy and Drew. Yes, Nancy. <laughs> yeah, that's a very obvious one there. Right? <laughs> Nancy and Drew. I, I, Nancy can't, Drew. I don't remember hearing those two names said at the same time in the movie. Though that would definitely be like, what? Wait a minute. I mean, you know, in the same sentence or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Nancy Drew. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So I just went over in, in the old Audible 
and typed in summer camp horror just to see what would pop up. And only two things uh, with those three keywords popped up. Camp Red Moon by R.L. Stein, uh, narrated by R.L. Stein and a, and a whole cast. So I guess it's like kind of like a little mini play thing. Length is uh, four hours and 32 minutes. So, And that's an audible original. So you can only get it there. And one other one, Camp Murder Face by, <laughs> by Sandra Mitchell and Josh Burke. Narrated by Tara Sands, Maxwell Glick, and it's the first book of the Camp Murder Face series, apparently. Uh, and it's uh, that sounds like that sounds like a safe camp. Maybe anybody <laughs> would send their kids to that camp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the the uh, now it's seven and a half hours long. But the funny thing is, the cover of it looks like a kid's book. So I don't know if you want your kids reading a book called Camp Murder Face, but uh, whatever. You know, you know how these uh these kids are today, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if either one of those interests you, you can uh, go over to audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash spookshow for your free audiobook. So I'm going to, you know, the the kind of the more recent thing that we've been doing here is just going over to IMDb and, and searching out uh, plot summaries, you know, instead of just going, you know, deep into the movies themselves. So I've got two. One's brief and then another one's got, you know, it's spoiler filled. So um, before I read this and before we go any further, I will remind you that we are a spoiler-filled podcast. So if you have not watched You Might Be the Killer and you would like to, you might want to pause this, go track it down, watch it, and then come back and listen to the rest of this. So fair warning from this point forward because we're going to spoil it. Um, the brief one is, a camp counselor suffering from blackouts finds himself surrounded by murder victims. He turns to his horror movie enthusiast friend for advice and to contend with the idea he may be the killer. Uh, really, I mean that. That pretty much sums it yeah, up, pretty right? Much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much sums. I mean, it you up. know, there's more details so, than that, but yeah, that's that's. <laughs> so, well, next week uh, it's my choice, and I'm not. <laughs> um, but now this one's uh more wordy, but it's it's got spoilers in it. So here we go. <clears throat> it didn't say who posted this either, so I'm I'm not dead sure of that I can't credit anyone. But here here's what it says: the story takes place in the summer at an empty. God, this is so. Fucking whoever wrote this is their, their English is their second language. The story takes place in the summer at an empty kids' summer camp with the camp counselors freshly arrived. Sam, the protagonist, is the head summer camp counselor and owner of the summer camp Camp Clear Vista. Away from the civilization, well, I don't know why you'd wear it that way, with no phones or other distractions, they were fine, trying to relax by telling scary stories to each other and have fun. That night, Sam decided to share the legend for this property about a great evil power and a man that made a wooden mask, which had all that power and made him kill people. It sounds like a, like a 12 year old wrote this. It all, it all started to go wrong when Amani, one of the camp counselors that happens to be his ex suggests to all go to a treasure hunt to find that mask. A camp counselor and Sam found that cursed mask buried in the forest in front of that man's grave. Sam doesn't want to do anything. It's so badly worded. <laughs> Sam doesn't want to do anything with it. He actually tries to warn her, but she plays with it and makes him wear it after all. Suddenly, a mysterious... Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the mask. <laughs> Suddenly, a mysterious serial killer starts to brutally murder the camp counselors one by one, and Sam is the one finding the dead bodies. Sam, covered in blood and his last chance to survive, calls his friend Chuck for advice. He suffers from several memory loss... What the fuck? He, he suffers from memory loss, but soon Chuck made him realize that the facts 
that he was covered in blood but not hurt had the mask and an ancient knife were enough to make him the killer after all. Chuck tells him that this kind of crazy story often ends when the final person that survives is the girl with the pure heart that kills the murderer. Sam then realizes that that one is him. What the fuck? And try, this is more I'm, more entertaining than the movie. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is more than a, than a synopsis, though. This is more it's, of a plot. It's almost over. <laughs> Sam. What, the, the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> forever. Sam then realized that that one is him and tries to do everything to break the curse. Break. B-R-A-K-E, by the way. The curse. And don't end up dead by the final girl, Jamie. Ugh, that's terrible. That that reading that might make you want to go watch the movie. Like that made no sense, but you know, I guess you get the point. You get the you get the highlights. <laughs> this is what happens. It's like I'm not gonna take. You. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna write this shit. I'm I'm just gonna shit this shit, this out on the website, and I'm not gonna write my name in it. Um, so we can't blame anybody for that, but ourselves for reading, or myself, I should say, for reading that. So mm. we are all dumber for having heard it, and may God have mercy on our souls. <laughs> That's about true. Fact, we're all stupid. Yeah. I, can sit here and to I know less about the movie, even though I watched the movie. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> so there you go. That's uh, you might be the killer. So uh, uh, who wants to who wants to start the old roundtable discussion? What what are our uh, questions well, and comments here? Hold on, hold on. I uh I was the one that brought this one up. So let me let Okay, me yeah, yeah, you're right. First. I should I should go to you. Yeah. Man, the trailer for this really sold the movie. <laughs> the trailer is so much better than the movie. I think I think where a movie like um Behind the Mask works and this doesn't is that they let you know pretty much from the beginning all right, this guy's going to make it to the end where, you know, and, and behind the mask, it, you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I, I think it does too much to explain itself as it goes along. I, yeah, I could not agree more. I, I, it's, I didn't see the fucking trailer. I, and sometimes when, whenever we're watching something that we haven't, or that I haven't watched before, I don't want to see the trailer. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like, like, I, I try to go in cold. I try to avoid that. I'm, I'm the same way. Like if it's something I haven't seen, like I, I just want to go in as cold as possible. I don't even do the research, you know, that we do for the shows until after I've watched it. Cause I, I don't want any, yeah. you know, any of that shit influencing, you know, the way I view it. One thing that I could not absolutely stand was why did you need to fucking explain everything? Why, like why explain everything? It's, I just, I, it's, uh, it's, I, I thought I think it was it's counterproductive. Too cute. I think it's too cute. You know, it's trying to be meta. It's trying to be Scream, right? I mean, let's face it. That's you know, it's trying to be. Uh, um, what was the one you just mentioned? Um, behind the mask. Behind the mask. It's yeah. trying to be that, and it, it's just too cute. It's too heavy-handed. Obviously, like we said, this came. The concept of this came from a, a fucking Twitter discussion. Yeah. A Twitter thread discussion. So like. They're they're just trying to throw all the tropes at you and explain everything, like you said. So it's too much, though. It's too much, and and I guess it begs the really to me one of the the first questions you should get out of the way here is: Did they reveal their cards too soon in this movie? Because you're pretty early on in the movie. What within the first thirty minutes, when they tell you what's going on with this guy, right? Yeah, you pretty much know. Yeah. Like so, they, 
what I guess the question is, do you think they would have been better holding those cards and, you know, finding a more clever way to get there towards the end? Or did they show it, show their hand too soon? I think they showed everything too soon because everything that happens after that is anticlimactic. I mean, yeah, it doesn't you, mean anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably like 10 minutes into the movie, you've already seen like half the cast dead from flashbacks even though you had no like connection with the characters yet. I guess their their feelings were, I guess you were supposed to be like, well, I guess, you know, now that I know this guy's the killer, how does he get out of this? I guess that's the mystery, quote unquote, at that point. How how can he survive this? How can he get out of this? How can he stop it? Are the questions left after you know who's doing it? As Josh mentioned, you know, you said Scream, yes. And Willie mentioned uh, Behind the Mask. Another movie that just kind of reminds me of totally not horror, <laughs> but is uh, Jim Carrey's The Mask. Yeah, well, that part. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah, I was going to mention that later That's on because I that smart thing, you know. Even the, much yeah. like the even mask the mask and, uh, looks like the mask. Now, obviously, not when he puts it on yeah. and he's all cartoony, but like similar. Yeah, the mask itself. Like, remember when before Jim Carrey puts it on, it looks like a yeah. like it looks like that, and yeah. then it looks like wood, a piece yeah. of wood. Yeah, yeah. and then concept but you know when he puts the mask on now he becomes a killer and he's impelled to, you know to compelled rather to do these things by the mask the same way jim carrey was in the right in the mask so, so it like kind of reminds me of like some kind of scream meets behind the mask meets the mask you know? <laughs> do you think yeah, that was that was one of the uh the notes that i i wrote so it's the mask as a as a slasher yeah so. in some ways yeah, yeah. basically yeah. and for me meta horror is not my favorite Subject and I, and I may have mentioned this on an actual podcast episode. I don't know. I know we've talked about it before. I, even the screen movies aren't my favorite. Even the first one, you know. But behind the mask is where I make that exception. That movie, I love that movie. We all love that movie. We've we done it on the show, and I don't have the episode number in front of me or anything. But uh, the ultimate meta slasher horror movie, even more so than Scream for me personally. I don't know what the lineage of uh, you know what you would consider like one of the first, but I. I... I think as far as mainstream, Scream would be the first that kind of did that, right? That kind of broke the fourth wall, so to speak. Well, when did he make New Nightmare? Because for me, I guess that would be, you know, Wes Craven's New Nightmare was kind of yeah. that. You know, 94? As himself and whatnot. Yeah, that definitely came before Scream. That, that's for sure. So I guess if that, you I can... Mean, it doesn't have all the stuff. I, that, to me, that's kind of like, I guess you call that pro, proto-meta horror, you know, like the one that, that kind of had some ideas of what he probably would take with Scream and use in that movie. And then other people after that, after Scream, that set off the whole landslide of other meta-type horror films. Too. Well, that, that's as good a place as any, really, to ask this question. Because I actually wrote this question down after I watched the movie. I was going to save it until then, but you, since you bring it up, uh, meta-horror, yay or nay? Like, are you for it, against it? I mean, because, you know, we've, we've just briefly discussed some of the good uh, examples and, bad, you know, maybe bad examples. This one, I don't know, but... Um, what do you think? Are you, well, I, I guess I'll ask you that first. Are you a fan of it? Honestly, like scream is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's as far as like suspenseful horror goes, but to be honest, the main reason that is, is not so much for the movie itself, but that was like, for me, one of the first times I went to a movie theater and mm-hmm. it felt like a crowd participation movie. Uh, the meta portion of it, I enjoyed, but but they've definitely leaned on it way too much since the first one. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, in, especially in that series. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, about the only one I think that I really like is Behind the Mask. And I mean, that 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 movie is, for me, and that genre is perfect. But just about every time that I've seen it since, it is kind of cringy to watch. Donnie, what do you say? Meta horror. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of hit the nail on the head about, about, you know, scream being, uh, uh, you know, crowd participation, you know, in the, um, you know, in the theater. I mean, it's basically what I mean is like when the they general, do it well, the, the general you know? concept of like, you know, this is fake. So we're going to rub it in your yeah. face. Right. That's, yeah. that's kind of what it is. So yeah. it's almost like, uh, you know, uh, we just did no holds barred. So another wrestling yeah. reference, like, you know. Everybody knows wrestling is, you know, scripted, you know, scripted. you know, yeah. it's a predetermined outcome, but you can still find a way to enjoy it when you kind of step back and say, well, this is just, you know, I'm just going to yeah. have fun with this. I know it's predetermined, but I'm going to have fun with this. And it's kind of that way with horror movies, right? Yeah, you know, it's a fucking movie. No one's really dying. Let's just yeah. suspend disbelief for an hour and a half and just have a good time. So when you get a yeah. movie like this, it just like, yeah, fuck you. You know, I'm going to rub it in your face. Like <laughs> this shit that you enjoy is fake. That's, ha, ha, that's, you know? that's what I was. Uh, that's what I was saying. You yeah. know, when they do it right, when they do it well, you know, it can be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Okay. But when, when they, I guess there's just not as many good examples of it. Right. Smoke. What, I, do, you, I, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of it in general as a plot device, except as we've all mentioned behind the mask. That's for me. That's the ultimate best example of a meta horror film that I like that I enjoy and can watch from beginning to end. And it's also helps that it has a lot of good humor in it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of these meta horror, horror movies do have humor, but they're kind of like thumbing your nose at horror fans kind of thing. Like, Oh, you know, you, know, now, you like these movies and it's all stereotypical. This, that's going to happen. You know, that's, you know, now behind, I would rather have behind, that stereotypical slasher film. That's not meta than the meta one. <laughs> now behind the mask is different though, because it's more like this is real. We're showing yeah. you, we're, we are showing you how they make the cheese, right? Th- that's what that movie mm-hmm. is. It's almost like a behind the scenes look of, you know, if serial killers were a real thing Now, granted it's done comically, right? You know, but still it's, that's the premise that this is different. This is more like, you know, we're going to, we're going to make fun of all the things that you might, might enjoy about slasher flicks kind of yeah, thing, yeah. you know? So like there. I think there's two different ways of approaching it here, you know, two completely different ways. So I guess really there's no true right or wrong answer to it. I guess it's more of like just what your taste is. I mean, it's, everything's always subjective and, you know, that's what we always say, but I don't know. I thought it was worth mentioning that whole aspect of this. Like, and I guess it really begs the question of whether they did a good job on it or not. And we'll get further into that. But speaking of things. Also though, the, the thing, one more thing about the meta thing too, is it almost seems like a, a way to get people who don't watch horror movies regularly or normally to watch horror movies. <laughs> Cause you yeah. know, you got, yeah. you have the meta aspect of it not being a real movie, you know, that I've talked about this, that making fun of it or whatever. And then, uh, so it's kind of seems to me a way to pull in people it's, who aren't necessarily horror fans. To me, it's like a, let's laugh with them. So they don't laugh at us approach, you know, yeah. like, well, they're going to make fun of us. So fuck it. Let's give them a reason. You know, <laughs> let's, let's make the joke. <laughs> let's laugh. You know, let's make the joke before they can. So, Ah, we beat you to it, you know, but yeah, then you, you know, there's just good and bad examples of that, but, uh, I'm not a huge fan of it myself, but you know, th- there are times when like, you know, behind the mask and I like behind mm. the mask, but I remember not liking it quite as much as you guys did. So, th- but I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, of these examples, like it's probably this and scream 
any other ones I've watched, I really don't like too much. You know, they, you know, at least not as much as those, right? Varying degrees. Um, but what yeah, I kind of steer. <laughs> yeah. If I hear about it being a meta horror, oh, oh, you know, tough of the movies. Yeah. Oh, here we go. You know. Um, but yeah. w- one thing I did like though was the uh, intros and the credits and everything. Like, <laughs> now <laughs> I know it's the joke. Like, well, those credits were pretty good, but I thought they did a pretty good job in this one. Like, of the, uh, uh, you know, putting it up like the the kill count throughout the movie. You know, that little bit at the very beginning, the, the beginning credits look like, you know, something from the 80s where it's like, you might be the killer, copyright, blah, 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 down on the bottom. You know, like, I think some of those graphic choices were pretty good. Yeah, it gives you that old school feel. Like yeah. They were going yeah. for, I guess, as far because, you know, they had the, the film grain when the title cards would pop yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, I thought they did pretty good with that. I mean, if you're just trying, trying to find something positive here, right? <laughs> I'm just trying yeah. to start there. <laughs> we mentioned it, the Rings of Saturn, the, the comic book shop. Um, yeah. I've been to a lot of comic book shops in my day, a lot. This has got to be, and Will, you've been, in, <laughs> I, I know Smoke, you've been in a lot too, but Will, I know you have been as well. This has got to be the world's busiest comic book store, right? Oh, yeah. Without question. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in the middle of the night too. Yeah, yeah because doesn't she run out somebody, <laughs> there's still somebody in there. She's like, it's after midnight. What the hell are you doing here? Like what comic yeah. book shop is open after midnight or, <laughs> or even up to, or even like, up to midnight? <laughs> Yeah. Also, wasn't there a video store too? Was it kind of like a comic book store slash video store? Yeah, I think slash... it was one of those. Just here's a pop culture, like here's a little bit of everything kind of store, you know. Which I guess is in reality because remember the uh, the actual name of the store um, in real life was uh, and books too, you know dot 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 and books too. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming it's just one of those catch all kind of pop culture type shops. But still, that <laughs> that bad boy was bumping. At all times, every time it would cut to Chuck and she's walking around like stalking and, you know, checking people out and doing whatever the hell she's doing. There's like, you know, 50 people milling about this store. I'm like, yeah, no. Now, if you've ever been into a comic book <laughs> shop, there's maybe like five people max at any at any given time, you know, <laughs> unless you're in fucking New York or something. Also, though, I wonder, I'm wondering if that sign, I don't know if y'all noticed a sign outside the shop, if it was part of the new version of the Rings of Saturn or was it part of the original comic book sign it said uh i like big books and i cannot lie yeah. <laughs> i saw that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but sir makes a lot reference yeah that that I mean, seems I'll, that seems cheesy enough to where that might be real you know <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest man i you know i got i got bored watching this fucking movie <laughs> um i stopped i stopped watching to i mean i still let it play but i was cleaning my freaking stove top <laughs> I, just, yeah. uh, I decided that's, to find something else more. That's when you know the fucking movie is done. It Once you just like totally disengage from it and just let it play in the background and yeah. go clean. Or just like, fuck, man. I'm a, yeah, I just started cleaning the freaking kitchen, <laughs> cleaning the damn stove. You know, I'm just like, fuck. But, not, not, you know, I guess right around the, uh, you know, what is it, 45, 48 minute mark, I started watching again. Um, Something, you know, happened finally um, <laughs> that kind of grabbed my attention. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I wrote uh, that I uh, um, I did one part I did like about it, although, you know, take away the the meta part. I did like the storytelling device of it's kind of like a slasher in reverse because I don't uh, smoke. You, you know, probably know more. And, you know, as we go throughout the summer, we might see some different examples of, you know, these summer camp slasher type flicks. Um, but was there one that was kind of like, you know, you have to kind of rewind, like, you know, 
picking up the pieces like, all right, this has already happened. Now let's go back and figure this out kind of thing. Do you remember anything like this as far as? No, I don't remember that plot. And that it kind of strikes me as a, you know, like post Pulp Fiction, pre Pulp Fiction, post Pulp Fiction. Mm. But you know, they, they play with the timeline. A lot of movies started doing that. I don't remember any slasher movie before that that, that messed with the timeline like that, you know, taking it from from I'm, the end and going backwards or, or whatever. I mean, there could very well be one, but I don't remember what we call one. I'm completely blank on the name of that one movie that plays out like that. Memento? Memento, yeah. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking mm. of. But I, I, granted, this isn't as clever or even the same, <laughs> really, but you get you get what I'm saying. It's, right, this has happened, now let's figure out how we got here kind of thing. So uh, I'm not saying it was uh, the best example of this I've ever seen, but I thought they did a you know pretty decent job of it, and it's not something you see very much in horror. I'll tell you the best thing I've seen of that. It is horror in a way. It's more than horror. It's really, it's really a fucked up movie is what it is, but irreversible. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. I haven't. It's a French director. He's made quite a few cult films and, you know, independent films and whatnot, but it does that. And it's, it's horror in a way, but it's really more, it's more than that. <laughs> it's got some violent and messed up scenes and whatnot, but it plays exactly in reverse. I mean, everything works from the end to the beginning and it's, the way it plays out when you finally get there, you're like, damn, that kind of blows you away. The way it's uh, designed and set up. That's the that's the one I can think of that does that the best for me, as far as that would be con, you know, considered somewhat horror. Like so for me, you've got the the, the storytelling device was uh, different. You know, this reverse thing. So that that's a plus, and you've got the credit. So that's <laughs> that's the positives for me. Um, what, what, so I guess we can pretty much wrap up the discussion with what about the ending? Like what exactly will, what were your thoughts on the ending? The the whole thing with the, with the, uh, two years later, all that, like, what do you make of it? What do you think? Uh, I mean, they telegraphed it the the whole, whole way through the movie. So uh, again, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier. I mean, there was no surprise to it. It's, you know, if you bring something up in a movie, movie, more than likely it's going to come back. It's going to pop back up later on. They talked about the lightning striking and bringing them back from the dead. They talked about a, a final girl that was going to, you know, save the day. I mean, I don't know. To me, like th- this, this movie just heavy handedly told you what we're going to do and then did it. It didn't feel clever at all. What do either, you know, any of y'all make of that two years later thing? Like Chuck's at the store working. She gets a phone call and it's Sam. What that his name? Yeah. 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 Who cares? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's true Sam calls like Chuck it's me you know Uh, and then she's like oh you know the end Um, (laughs) oh (laughs) oh it's it's you I know it Oh, whatever she said well there again I mean it just feels like huh were you listening earlier (laughs) there it is yeah but like by the end though he wasn't the he wasn't I mean yes he was the killer but he wasn't the killer at the end right yeah that's that's the part too yeah because didn't she take the mask, put it on, then she became the killer? Yeah, and then she took so the mask off. It's like, I don't know what the, the fuck. Mask. Like, she puts it on, kills him. Then, I guess she takes the mask and walks away? You know, it just shows her, like, walking by the lake, you know, on the way out. You have no idea what happened to her. Did she get killed? Or did she just go on to slash and kill a bunch of other people? Meanwhile, he comes back to life. Why? Is he now a killer again? He doesn't have the mask, so... That's what I'm saying. Like, come back. What's the magic? Anybody just... What's the magic here? Did no one ever go back to that camp and find all these bodies and his body just happened to be by the magical grave or something and he comes back two years later because he didn't have the mask? Yeah. It, it, well, didn't, no, no, it didn't it make sense. Because of the lightning struck, struck uh, 
the ground where his body was or something like that. I mean, maybe that's, uh, what, they, yeah. that's what I was saying. They mentioned that Jason lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they mentioned that like halfway through the movie of, uh, uh, there's only like a couple ways out of this, and yeah, I get it. I, to me, it very much felt like, hey, we mentioned this earlier, so we gotta we gotta do it right here. And, at the and end. look, and you're probably right. Maybe they just didn't have a good way to finish this thing. So, you know, we've made the reference before. It's a bad SNL skit. We're like, well, fuck, we don't know how to get out of this. Uh, uh, he calls two years <laughs> later. You know, <laughs> if they wanted wanted that to make sense, then they would have had her not be the. They would have just had the final girl be. Killed. Yeah, she you know, kills him. She, she killed, kills him, and then, then he's still wearing the mask. You know, then she walks yeah. away to be saved. That would have made more sense. That would have been more tropey, right? <laughs> then two, and then two years later, oh shit, he's back. You know, okay, ha ha ha. Yeah. But the way they did it, it was just weird because, like I said, he wasn't the killer at the moment. Whatever. I mean, we're probably discussing this longer than they did when they yeah, wrote the yeah, movie. So, wait so much into <laughs> yeah. yeah, again, this this movie was hashed out over Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and another thing too. I saw it was also the script was written in three weeks, so probably well, shot and I don't know. I guess we're I, really I, answering a lot of our own questions by saying things like that. <laughs> the concept was on Twitter, and they 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 wrote it in roughly three weeks. So, and they shot it in May, and it was out by September. So, <laughs> I guess all of these things go into this toxic stew of whatever it turned into here. So, all right, yeah, I guess that's it. So. uh well, you brought this to the table, so uh, let's do your star rating first. What do you think? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I didn't like that. Again, it telegraphed every move that was going to be in the movie. I think they gave away way too much, way too early. I, I think it would have been something to at least show like all the camp goers that were supposed to be coming to this thing uh, show up and find a bunch of dead bodies, you know, and be like have like a big scream fest right there at the very end. So yeah, kind of going back through, I, I hate that it telegraphed so much, but there were a couple of nice things about this movie, you know, not to completely crap on it. But like some of the kills on there, like yep. when the dude turns around and gets split in half, like, like that was like one of the kills where it's just like, Oh yeah. All right. All right. Uh, you got my attention again. Uh, there, there was a couple of good things. There was a couple of laughs, you know, that, that kind of surprised you. But overall, I really didn't love this movie, and I kind of stumbled across it, you know, trying to figure out like a new campy movie to watch. I think with this one, uh, I think my score is probably going to be a star and three quarters. All right, Donnie, what do you say? Will has a good point about the kills. You know the. Um, some of the gore probably ups it for me, but one thing I absolutely cannot, cannot get over is that I got bored as fuck watching this movie <laughs> and I got up to do other things. Yeah. I feel like I'm being generous here. I'm going to give it a full star and that's it. That's generous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> professor, what do you say then? Uh, well, as we've discussed before on this show and just to kind of reiterate what, Will and Donnie were saying, if you have a movie that you, I mean, I don't know if they knew this movie was going to be shit, but if you know you have a movie that's not playing out all that well, what what is the one thing you can do to, to juice it up a little bit? Add gore scenes in there. Make sure you got decent gore. And so, yes, thankfully they did do that for for a decent amount of the kills. Like that head splitting scene that Will mentioned was awesome. Uh, there was some other, you know, throat slashings and that big, that gnarly machete slash bone, whatever teeth, animal teeth thing. It looked like some sort of, you know, crocodile 
little weapon thing from like some kind of jaw that they that they put on one side of it, the machete, and then the other side of the jaw on the other side. So it was like, you know, yeah. <laughs> and there was a couple of gnarly little kills with that too. So yeah, that that is probably the most redeeming thing I can think of this movie. And as you mentioned, I like the little throwbacks to the you know with the little title screens that had the like film you know fake film grain or whatever that kind of gave you that 80s late 70s feel of those slides uh of course the little horror nods here and there with the naming and all that but that's not enough to bump it up any stars the gore is enough to bump it up a little bit for me so uh i'll probably split in between what donnie and will said and i'll go with eh, i'll go one and a half and that and that hat well really i'll give the half a star for you know it wasn't the worst we've seen no that's not the worst we've seen on the show yet. And, you know, it's just really derivative and all that stuff. But a half for the storyline and all that. And then for the title screens, another little half maybe. And then, you know, the rest is the gore. I'm going to go, um, I, and it's going to be slight, it's going to be a little higher than y'all's. And I'm going to go with a flat two. I mean, that's only, you know, a quarter of a star higher than Will's. But basically for all the same reasons that I said, you know, like, uh, I thought the look of it was pretty good. You know, it was, it was well shot and well done and everything, you know, as far as the, the gore, you know, uh, the look of it and everything. I think they got all that right. And I thought it was, you know, yeah, they were probably being a little too clever and a little too heavy handed, but I thought the reverse storytelling thing was unique, unique enough. Um, so I'll give it a, you know, a bonus, you know, quarter of a star there myself. So, and like you said, smoke, we've seen far worse and, you know, I don't know there will be more, but I mean, I'm not going to base every rating on like, well, I know there's worse, you know, but, um, <laughs> I think there were enough redeeming qualities here for me to say, like, um, I enjoyed it enough. Would I go out of my way to see it again? No, probably not. You know, unless there's some reason for us to watch it here or for the show, this was probably the first and last time I'll ever watch this movie more than likely. And I, I feel pretty safe in assuming that's probably the same for all of y'all, right? Yeah. I will never Absolutely. see this pile of shit again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't a pile of shit. No, it, just, is, like, it could have been well, it could have been better. Yeah. You know, like I didn't hate it, but I also like it, it did not capture my attention. I, I can't forgive that mid, like we've said before, it's uh, like the kids say these days, it's mid. And to that, yeah. I will add before we get into the gore score or whatnot on IMDb, it's got 5.9 out of 10 stars, which that's, that's probably being a little bit more generous than I would have thought, yeah. you know, but. Oh no! When when I was trying to find a movie to watch, a lot of people loved this movie. Yeah, a lot of people. This was actually I, I really? a video talking about camp movies. Uh, this was their number one camp movie. <laughs> you know, isn't this like well, just last summer? Starts. Just last summer, almost a year to the day, damn near it. When we saw the Summer of the Wolf, when uh, you brought. Uh, I'm blanking on the name of the movie with the girls that turn into werewolves. What was the name of it? Oh, Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps. It's kind of the same premise here, right? Like, man, people were just like, holy shit, this thing's awesome. One of the best werewolf movies you've ever seen. And then we were all like, meh. You know? (laughs) (laughs) So it almost feels like that again. Here we go. So it's my fault is what you're saying. Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) But like I said, IMDb gave it 5.9. is coming. 5.9 out of 10 stars. Rotten Tomatoes. On the tomato meter, 60%, which, as you know, we keep, you know, we try to always point these things out. That's pretty high for this type yeah, of fare. And uh, the audience score was lower, but still only 47%. So there you go. Your normal critic aggregates were 
kind of favorable to it, especially to what we just said about it. So, all right, so we there's our star ratings, and that you got our thoughts and everything, so you know how we feel about it, and you know all the tomato meter and whatnot. But before we close up shop, I'm going to toss to you, Donnie. Connections from the crates. That gets me every time, I know. Um, so uh, I'm not the only one who uh, doesn't want anything to do with this fucking movie. Uh, there are no connections at all uh, wow. to any past uh, Spook Show episodes. I've got nothing for this one. That's that's surprising there wouldn't be somebody. I, mean, I know we, uh, Smoke, I don't think we've done anything that would have Keith David in it, right? He'd probably be the one or Allison Hannigan, so yeah, just we- as far as on camera. We don't have anything from uh, uh, from Keith David. Yeah. Well, that that yeah. will change. That will change. But we yeah, haven't. We certainly. just haven't got there yet. Yeah. So. Wow, uh, that's interesting. Unfortunately, we'll, we will have to reference this movie again whenever we do uh, more roles with, uh, or I'm sorry, more movies with Keith, yeah, Keith David. I'm sure you yeah, and others, yeah. but it's all. It's just as interesting to me that you find none. Then when you come and say, oh, I've found 42 connections, you know, so that, that that's, <laughs> yeah. that's honestly yeah, harder strange. to pull that there are no connections. So, yeah. All right. So smoke, we'll go ahead and toss it to you for the gore score. Gore score. Yeah. It's uh, like I said, at least this one, what it lacks in the script development and all that stuff, it makes up a little bit in the gore department. It doesn't go all out and get too crazy, but it did have some cool kills, as we mentioned, the head splitting. The typical like throat slashing that you see in the slasher movies, although I'm not, not 100% sure if that wasn't CGI or not. <laughs> the one, the throat slash, that, uh, mm. you know, then there was a beheading, multiple stabbings with that, with a gnarly machete slash salt to, you know, animal tooth thing or whatever. I guess I'd give it, I was kind of trying to go back and forth between whether I was going to give it a six or a seven. I think a seven might be too high for it. I mean, it did have some good gnarly kills in it, but it wasn't prolonged. A lot of them also were off screen. There was a few of them that were like, well, not necessarily off screen, but he killed them or whatever. And then you see the body on the floor with blood on it. So, uh, so there was a few of those that were kind of lost moments. Now, I don't know if it's because they just didn't want to make this a splatter movie per se, or because they didn't have the budget to put all, you know, just keep adding that much gore effects or whatever. So. I think I'll go with the six on this one. There was enough gore there to satisfy your, you know, your want for that in this movie, but it wasn't a lot, a lot, you know, so it it met a good middle ground there, I think, for this type of movie. So, yeah. Uh, By the way, I'll mention before we, uh, before I announce what my pick is for, you know, in two weeks, the total consensus score of, after our ratings was 1.56, so one and a half stars. Uh, it was our consensus uh, at the end of the rainbow. So <laughs> yeah, that'll probably go down uh, at it the might. Uh, it anniversary. Might. <laughs> it might just go down. That wouldn't shock me at all. It wouldn't shock me at all. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we'll find out. You know, on our fourth anniversary show in October. All right. So next week uh, we return with episode 112. It's hard to believe we're already like it. Just seemed like episode 100 was like two weeks ago, but we're already at episode 112. Uh, it's our latest cult corner, and we. Uh, we did the old spin the wheel, make the deal over on Deadline Horror News um, back at the end of May. And that decided this one. And it it was my choice, ironically, since I'm about to make my choice for the next one, episode 113. Uh, but mine won the, you know, the wheel spin. And it was Meatballs from 1979, the original Bill Murray uh, comedy cult classic. So I'm looking forward to that next week. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. But the next episode in two weeks, episode 113, it's my decision. And, and on the turn of the rotation, it's an older movie. So uh, 
I don't know, Smoke. I, I kind of put out some clues. I don't know if you ever caught on to any of those clues as to what I, I was going to. I've got um, I've got three that I think I think it might be. Okay. Uh, well, go ahead. Go ahead and say uh, what. what well, before ahead, you do Smoke. that, before you do that, though, what were the? Uh, do you remember what were those three? Those three hints again? No, because I know I, I, it was really just hint. one. Hint. Yeah. Well, I've give I've give a couple of hints over like deadline horror news in a couple of places. So I don't know if oh, yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. if anybody was putting the hints together, but uh, I was um, not, and I was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not paid. Well, to, you're I'll, not yeah, paid to listen. You're just paid to be pretty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Donnie, go ahead and what, what what are your three guesses? What do you think? Okay, so I think uh, we we've covered Sleepaway Camp yeah. uh, in the uh, Spook Show ar- archives. Mm-hmm. I I think with uh, it being an older movie, mm-hmm. I I think it's either uh, Sleepaway Camp to The Burning or it's Madman. Oh. So those uh those are my three guesses. Uh, that, what what uh, and I I don't think that uh, I think we had discussed this offline, but. Uh, you gave us a, a a hint prior to uh, prior to the show, uh, saying <laughs> it was basically the only hint you you gave us. It was uh, it's it's on Tubi. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was one. That was one of the random hints. Yeah. Yeah. So and at I, some and at some point, Smoke, I said it's one of the big ones. So. Oh, um, okay. Well. Oh, you said it's one of the big ones. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'll guess kind of like Donnie. I guess I'll I'll guess three. Maybe I'll just guess two. Okay. So I'm gonna go like Donnie though, and, and Donnie get. Put this in there first. I would say Madman would be one of my guesses. And the reason that is the case is because we talked about Madman before a few times mm-hmm. as far as like the, the round, you know, oh, at the beginning of Madman, they mm-hmm. have this yeah. thing where they're talking about the killer and what he did, when, you know, camp and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Another, another one, though, because we're talking about big and camp movies, Friday the 13th Part 2, because we haven't done that one, right? We've only done the first no, Friday the just, 13th? Just the first one, yeah. yeah. I will say that Smoke... Uh, uh, you were damn close, and uh, but and I almost picked Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, but Donnie, you said it. I select the burning from nineteen from nineteen eighty one. Win? Yeah. <laughs> well, nothing. You get to watch the movie with us. That's it. <laughs> oh, hey. Um. Okay. So yeah. No, the, no, yeah. In two weeks, the burning nineteen eighty one. So I'll go ahead and read the synopsis. A former summer camp caretaker, horribly burned from a prank gone wrong lurks around an upstate New York summer camp bent on killing the teenagers responsible for his disfigurement. So there we That'd go. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going for one of the bigger ones. So, uh, we gotta, we gotta, uh, hopefully we, we gotta make ourselves look a little better and feel a little better after, uh, you might be the killer. So in two weeks, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in two weeks, we're going to watch the burning. So, uh, um, yeah, there you who, go. Who hasn't seen the burning yet? I, I'm sure. Will, you haven't seen the burning, right? I would have, I don't think so. Donnie? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Okay. So it's been a long time. So I guess all but, of us have yeah, seen yeah. it other than uh other than Will. So but that's not unusual. That's um, <laughs> that's almost par for the course, really. <laughs> yeah. Great. I'm the asshole. I'll also say that I'm glad you picked this movie. I'm glad this movie's getting in there because if you didn't pick it, I was gonna probably pick it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I, I kind of yeah. thought that too. I'm like, you know what? If I don't just go ahead and pick this thing, smoke probably will, you know, uh, next month. So uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's go ahead and get to I it. I have a few more. This oh, yeah. This was an important one. And if nobody else picked it, I was going to pick it. But since you did, that, that's cool because that frees me up to pick yeah. some of the other important ones. P- pick something else, yeah. Mm. So, uh, yeah, there we go. The burning, uh, that'll be in two weeks. But like I said, remember, next week will be Meatballs, our latest Cult Corner episode. So uh, I guess that's it, guys. So for uh, Will and Donnie and the Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. 
We are the All-American Spook Show podcast, and we will talk to you next week for another installment of Camp Spook Show. Uh, it's now 9.30, and that's lights out time. 9.30, as you know, tomorrow is Parents' Day, and you must look rested or Morty will be sent to the state penitentiary. <laughs>